welcome to Foreign Takes, where three flavors of hot sauce talk about ridiculous shenanigans. What we talk about today, hot sauce number one, KG, what we yes. talk about? We talked about all the transfers for the top teams, which are our teams so far. We didn't cover anyone else, which are done deals. Arsenal, done deals. Liverpool, yes. Uh, Big Love, what else do we talk about yeah, today? We're, we're going to cover my adventures in Canada, why K-pop is the best genre of music ever. And, oh my uh, God. you know, if it goes into the approved list. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we now officially have a foreign takes approved and a foreign takes not approved list. Yes. Um, I think we should start with the most interesting though, right? I think yeah. it's probably that. Let's go with football and f- transfers. Okay. to start with Arsenal right early season doing funk we've already spent 215 million which still puts us like seventh or eighth in total spend in the last 15 years we have signed Declan Rice fuck you Man City uh Liverpool you're not gonna get him you had no chance let me tell you right that United you had no chance who who else interested no no chance of what Declan Rice yes Bro, we got two better midfielders for less amount Ooh. of money. Take your okay. Declan Rice and show it to your no, no. social. Okay. <laughs> well, no. we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay, but you have to admit, it's kind of impressive, right? Like, they came in, they've got all three signings done, like in the midfield. Havertz, Urien Timber in the defense, and now... I don't read Havertz, Havertz, but I'll give you Rice. It's an upgrade on Thomas Pope. I mean, it, yeah. it's impressive that they're willing to spend the money. I don't yeah. think... I, I think you overpaid on all three... Yeah. I think, and but I'm okay with that, right? Like at the end of the day, you're a not... better team, but you're not as much better as a 200 million transfer. I mean, but 200 million is not going to give you much. Uh, it's also the times that yeah. are right yeah. now. We just have to accept that, right? yeah. Like, you look at it and you're like, 100 million is Bellingham, 100 million is Enzo Fernandez, 100 million is Declan Rice. Like, any actual midfielder, like a box box midfielder and a six yeah. or an eight. It's just going to be a hundred million in their prime. Yeah, yeah, man. It but if the guy was named Risotto instead of Rice, he'd be thirty million. That's yeah, the problem there. He would probably no. be yeah. more like seventy million. But then, okay, yeah. Can I give you the counter to that? Yeah, it's like Casado for like it's Tonali, 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 and that's what Casado is going to go for seventy million. Like, there's nothing you yeah. can do, right? You just have to accept that this is no, the but I, cost. I agree with Big Love as well. Like, yeah. it's because he's English. It's a hundred oh, million. Yeah. yeah, but you have to remember that we need homegrown, right? It's like if his name was Risotto, then yeah. we would not have fulfilled our homegrown quota, which is a problem, right? We need, we need. We don't need but rights, then, actually. Bro, we need you the... need, like, five scraps who are, like, barely English to meet the no, quota. That's not really... It, no, no, but if you look at our team now, it's like we're trying to get two actual competitive pieces at every uh, position. Like, we are no, genuinely I mean, trying to... That's what everyone tries to do, I think. I think yeah. No, but it's like, this is the first year we will actually to... have depth, right? Like, you saw last year. Like, last year we had a good starting... Outside. I don't think that Arsenal had problems in the midfield last season. I think it's an upgrade than what they had, but that, that wasn't where the problems were. No, I, I no. see where why Arsenal needed Rice. That made a lot of sense yes. to me. No, that makes sense. I don't see why I need Havertz when they definitely need a center back that they don't have. Yes, but no, they're Timber. Well, who, no, like no. Saliba goes down, who, who's your center back? Timber, Timber. 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 No, actually, realistically, what's going to happen is we actually going to use Ben White back to his regular position where he played. He was literally player of the season for us in many ways, the season before Saliba came yeah. as the right center back. And now we could, but the problem is there was no right back last year, so it had to be Ben White. So yeah, that's why Timber will be in the right back, but the center back. Isn't Timber right back? 
No, he he's like a right side center back. He can play both. Okay, he can play uh, both. He's like Martinez. Martinez is a left center center back and he can play left. Yeah, uh, almost identical. Like very yeah. progressive. Very. I think he had like a number most progressive passes forward in the top seven division or something. Like that. No, Kimberg he's actually is a amazing. Good yeah, Kimberg is a good sign. I think all of the three signs are good. Overpaying for them is just because. Yeah, it is what it is, that right? comes in, yeah. but I don't, I don't just don't rate Havertz. I don't think Havertz is going to be any. Uh, I mean, again, that money could have been probably spent on a striker, a better striker. Okay, wait. That, you know what the problem is? It's like this is the problem. Is like is the striker is the p- p- position that everyone's struggling. I mean, everyone except for fucking Liverpool is struggling with is a striker, right? Because everybody yeah. needs a striker, but there's a big lack of strikers, and everyone who's possible is like. The jump, it's like, oh, 80 million for this kid who has half a season decent. And that's because there's just mm-hmm. nobody available. Or you pay 110 yeah. million for Osiman. Like, there's nothing yeah. else in between. It's crazy. I mean, there, yeah. there are there are strikers that you can get. It's just, again, it's unproven. Yeah. It's it's And then once you come in, everyone's going to quote ridiculous prices. Yeah, ridiculous prices. I think for every position, even for midfield, yeah. like something that you're going to get at the cheap is going to be a significant less quality. I, so, yeah, wait. I guess yeah. what's the plan for Havertz? Like, is he gonna be a false so nine? Think, is he gonna be in midfield? No, no, no. Like, he's gonna play. I think this is this is my take. It's like we're actually because we have we're gonna we're gonna compete on all four fronts, similar to what Liverpool did that year. I think we're actually gonna go for it. So I think Havertz is gonna be in one of two positions. He's gonna be in that number eight spot on the left, where uh, what's the name Shaka uh, plays because he's going to Leverkusen now that we've signed Rice. So he's gonna yeah. be in the number eight, very advanced number eight, or or. Alternatively, he'll switch with Jesus as the number nine. It's not like a false nine where he drops, but it's like it's free floating. Sometimes he's on the left, sometimes he's on the right, but it's not like he can't. So that's why I'm like, and we need a different profile, right? It's like when you look at our strikers, Jesus, Inketia, Balogun, they're all the same small style. They're just yeah. different levels. So I think we're gonna he's gonna get plenty of game time. We just need something different. Because that's what he's yeah. always been good. I think it's actually a good signing. We need to try something different. Who do you think Arsenal are going to go for for next? Or are they going to go for someone even at all? Or I think, I think we're pretty much done. I think we're going to sell Shaka because we've replaced him. I think we might do one or two youngsters. But the truth is, like, our right wing is covered. Our left wing is covered. The center mid is covered. Our center backs are covered. The only piece is left back. Because Kieran Turney, if he gets sold, we need to replace him. I think we should replace him. To be honest, because I think it's he, we should just sell him to Newcastle, take eighty million from mm-hmm. them, and then. But otherwise, our team is honestly, I think it's done. It's set for the summer, like for the next year. I think we are, we yeah. are like this is the team. I don't think we're gonna maybe one change, but this is the team for the next year. That's no, good to see. It's good to see what they're gonna do. I, I think they're gonna compete with City, but uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna get their head. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, I think. The more interesting one, the opposite of uh, our, our signing rights, is the saga that was Mason Mount has finally yeah. gone to Man United after that ridiculous video that he posted saying bye to the Chelsea fans. What do you think, AG? Overall thoughts? Um, I get why they got Mount. I, I told it on the previous previous time we talked that I get why he, they went for Mount. He's going to be a pro uh, playing a Double pivot up up, uh, up the field, essentially two number eights. Uh, you don't need a high pressing midfielder who knows how to control the ball and get away from tight situations. That what Mount. That's what Mount does. It's just I'm surprised by. They threw a little bit too much, I think, at him, and I think he's not. It's not worth it that much, and it's just. I think it's a lot of problems of. It's kind of a signing that United 
wanted to make last season but didn't get to yeah. have it with Frankie De Jong and they got Ericsson, which could have been a good ad- addition with Frankie as a sub, but now they're getting now nah, he's only now getting it, so he's just he's a window behind essentially. Um, but it was a lot yeah. of money. It was for it was one lot. year left. Uh, it was it was fifty five million pounds, and again, as what Big Love said, if it was McMount, it would have been thirty five. So I get where that is, where why it's fifty five because he's English, it's English tax, and the United tax. They did a good thing by standing their ground and dropping the price from 75 down to 55 so overall the price i think is a, is good the the issue where i find and where i see that it's been they threw too much at him as i think giving him number seven jersey i think he's number seven now at united and, and number seven is cursed like, it's it's not only cursed it's for like wonder kids and they have yeah. Garnacho coming up he, but he would have been much more suited playing on the left wing as a number seven than Mason Mount playing an eighth as a number seven. And then in negotiation tactics, they said that Ten Hag offered it to him just to sway him to come. And that's stupid, uh, right? Well, like, you know you're not going to play in that position, right? You're not going to play on the left wing, Mason Mount. You're going to play in the middle. There's yeah, no chance. But, but just to sway him over coming, going to Arsenal and Liverpool, I think, that at the beginning of the window, that's how yeah, they but swayed was, his But you really think saying, anyone else was in it? Like, I generally... Arsenal was never in it. Like, I promise you that. And I don't think yeah, Liverpool were, really reports, needed... There were reports that there were several teams that were in it, but then they were uh, afraid of paying that much for him, and then United just acted quickly, and then made some on. They, they agreed terms with him faster than anyone else, and then they threw in that number seven, which I think is... Uh, like you throw in a number seven, I don't know, when Angel De Maria was coming over, like that type of... Yeah. Kind of although he flopped at United, but it was Di Maria coming from Real Madrid, and you dangled the number seven jersey in front of him. Mount is yeah. not... I wouldn't... Much rather, I don't know, do it to someone else. But maybe they're gonna. You can't give the number eleven jersey away anymore because yeah. it's held by two rapists. And uh, <laughs> who's the second one? That Mason, Mason Greenwood, and then the other one. Yeah, but... I mean, he didn't. Kicks uh, beat his wife and. Oh yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> he, he did <laughs> like that. It was cursed. Yeah, just beginning. more bad shit, you know. Just kind yeah, of yeah. more bad shit. Yeah, but that's the thing. So... It's like you, you did it. But I think the thing for me is like. I don't know what's next, right? There's still no number nine. I feel like they still need to clear, of course, our favorite player, Mr. Slavit himself. Like, I just when when what, where's the rest of it going to happen? Like, they need to clear out. Like Chelsea have done a good job. Yeah. Right? We talked about it last yeah. week. Like they've cleared out so much, but I feel like United yeah. they haven't really started. Liverpool have started. Arsenal have started. Gonna, Chelsea have started. I'm I'm gonna tell you what is wrong with United, and it's a multi-tier problem. But the reason why they're not have not cleared anything yet is because they need to. They have a they have basically a budget of whatever amount it is. It's reported to 120, 150, 200 million, which they're going to spend. Now they're going to get Onana. It's almost agreed. Uh, they're gonna, probably going to push it till the end. They offered 40 million Inter, 55. They're going to sell for 45 plus five add-ons and Onana is going to come. And then there's your two positions that were problematic, settled. Uh, Ericsson, who was tired in the FA Cup, semi-final he's gone he's not going to be starting as a mason mount then you're going to have a proper goalkeeper and the only glaring position that's left that needs to be fulfilled is a striker and that's when they start selling all the dead wood and then they're going to get the striker at the end of the window yeah because that's how united operate they can't do it any other way and they can't sanction more money and i read some reports that the reason it's financial fair play rules and the reason why they can't act more or they don't have a more budget, even though they have a big revenue, is because the owners put zero in yeah, from their own. Yeah, but we knew accounts. this, right? Yeah, so 
that's why their budget is not going stronger. So I hope also in the meantime they fuck off, but they they're not getting any yeah. close to that. It, it just, feels uh, a little bit. It feels a little bit like they're basically not wanting to do anything. Like the new owners are like, like you. It's like they went into a room that's like super messy, and they're like, "Hey, I'm moving out. This guy might sign a lease." So I don't want to really clean this up. Let him clean it up. Yeah. But if they do not sell, then they're gonna wound up being caught with their pants down in like August yeah. and having to like pay like two times the fees that they would pay now. So it's kind of like frustrating if you're a United fan saying, "Hey, like unless you're super sure that tomorrow you're signing papers, just go on business as usual." Like I can't believe for how whatever amount of shit you want to. Give the hair. I can't believe we just let him go for free. Like you could yeah. easily get 30, 40 mil for him. Like even though like he hasn't been that great, he's still a good goalkeeper. Yeah. So now you have to spend 40 million that you didn't really plan on spending like a year ago because you thought you were set in that position. And now it's eating into your other budget. And so you basically spend 100 million not really addressing your main weakness. Uh, yeah, but that. The problem is with uh, with De Gea is that his contract was running down and they couldn't extend it unless they signed it with him. And mm-hmm. it's, again, a shit show with the management because yeah. what they did is they agreed a contract with him, which was, I think, a sig- not a significant pay cut, but not really a significant pay cut. He was earning 350K. They agreed 250K. Still and then huge. He, still huge. He signed the contract and then after the FK final, they pulled the offer. Very That's well what done. they did to to a ten like a tenured last squad member who won the Premier League, legend of a club, whatever you want to do it. Instead of just like agreeing on it and then selling him in the summer, or, or something along those lines, they just they just pulled the offer and then they're like, oh, we're still negotiating with him even though his contract ran down. I'm pretty sure De Gea doesn't want to sign a small fee. No, and they and they wanna they wanna now buy Onana and be like sign a contract, be a second fiddle goalkeeper or go to Saudi Arabia and earn more money. Like it's just a very poor management. And then there were mostly reports about United wanting to get a striker first and that's priority number one. You need money but then for they that, get, man. Then they get mount. But you have a budget for 120 million. Like if you wanted to spend 120 million on one player, you would get a striker. Yeah. But then he gets mount because that's more realistic. It kind of seems something along the lines of what Big Lev was saying that they are it's just like they're waiting for someone else to sign on the lease. It's business as usual. They have a, a budget that they have. And then it's also been widely reported that uh, the owners are the ones signing off on any deals. So it is also like probably a, a pain in the ass to get deals done when you need to talk to people yeah. who are halfway there. And then some of them want to be in and it's six siblings who are fighting. I just want like it's, it's I'm at the beginning at the, at the beginning of the summer I told you like United are going to be successful next season if they sell immediately. If yeah. they don't sell immediately, we're going to drag it out. But that, I think honestly like I think the opposite is really Liverpool who are doing yeah. their business similar to Arsenal, like nice early clean, they're addressing it. And I I will be honest, I was not expecting shows lights come, but pretty impressive. I have two concerns and I'm curious where big left falls is like he usually, if you've ever, I don't know how much you've watched him, because I was watching him with Leipzig last year. He's never really played in a three-man midfield. He always plays wide, even though, yes, he comes inside mm-hmm. and, like, cuts mm-hmm. in. But he's always wide right, wide left, or, like, he's playing up front in that Nkunku role when Nkunku was injured. But I've never actually seen him play in a midfield three. So I'm like, 
he's he's not going to play up front, right? There, there's no space for him, so he has no. to play in the midfield with uh, alongside yeah. uh, what's his name, uh, your new signing, McAllister. Yeah, he has to, right? Yeah. Where else is he going to play? No, definitely. So I'm not concerned about that. I think he's a good box to box. with more attacking, uh, and him going wide is not a problem because you're going to see Trent coming in into the middle areas a lot more, and also because McAllister. While he's also more attacking than than like a defensive, he's more like a um, side to side passer, like bulk recycle ball control, which will allow. We don't really have anyone in the midfield right now who's making those you know runs into the box, and I think that hurt us a little bit. So that's kind of why Sobo is kind of coming in. Why I am concerned is that we really not have replaced Fabinho. Or like we didn't really get like a more of a steal of a dif- defensive midfielder, so they're saying they're walking away from Heprem Turam deal. But even if they didn't, he's also kind of more of a box to box attacking guy, even though he has some steel in him. But he's also still not that of not clearly defensive midfielder. So I I am worried that like our defensive failings are not getting addressed. But hopefully there's still more to come because like. Um, I mean, Sobo and McAllister were like 95 million. It's a pretty good deal if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, a very good deal. He's kind of like been very under, like he just came up in the last week or something out of nowhere. But then like, I think he's just like, I'm surprised that, well, I guess Leipzig didn't have any say in it, but. Yeah, release clause. Um, yeah, they yeah. were like, just we need because I, I feel like next year he would have been like significantly more. So I, I'm happy with that. I just just really want to improve our defense now. But I think just, there's plenty of time, right? It's like that's the thing. They've done the business nice yeah. and early. It's not like they've yeah. done one signing and they're like, oh, we're done. It's like they keep making signings and it's like the right, right positions. So they I feel like there's an actual plan. It, it really is like the opposite management style of United. It's just you see United's like just yeah. not like it's well, just like United is in chaos and Liverpool's like we know what we need to address and we're just doing our business. I feel well, like both- let, let, let me let me say this. I think what they've done a good job at is selling themselves to the players because both players they signed, they just paid a release clause, which, you know, which like United can't really do that because they have to negotiate the fees. Um, the question United fans should be asking is like, if we need a Mason Mount, why wouldn't we go to Sobo or we can go for McAllister? McAllister for 35 million. Uh, yeah, like it's more like, did our scouts whiff on them? Like they didn't think they were good enough or did that we like, because like if you can't sell someone to a Liverpool, if you can't sell player Liverpool who are not even Champions League, you, can, you should be able to sell them United who are in Champions League. The only difference really there is club. So, um, um I think for that is that in, uh, Ten Hag wanted Mount specifically. It was his go-to sign. They that's why they spent so yeah. much time yeah. on it. He probably didn't want McAllister. Don't ask me why he didn't want McAllister. It's the man's he's man's bold. choice. Yeah, probably bold. Uh, maybe that's bold why fraud. he was like, McAllister's too hairy. There's only one bold fraud in this world, and Eric Tehang isn't that. It's He sits up in Manchester, and he pipped the price for Arsenal, which Arsenal folded and gave $100 million because of him, because they offered what, $85 million for uh, Rice. But yeah, I think United, United, as YT said, United is in chaos, but United are born and bred in chaos. They, It's their... Every summer, every summer winter is the same thing. United just fumble the ball for the first two months and then overpay or do quick businesses with a lot of yeah. budget spent. But it's just, think, 
it's just like it's so stark this year right more than any year it's like you see all the top six or whatever top yeah essentially are like doing their business this year more than any other year i feel like it's even more just like obvious like united's just like the lack of structure yeah the transfer i don't know it's been crazy but it's, I, it's because it's because the, it's because of the ongoing sale, sale. they need yeah. to sell like because you can, if you look at it from a business perspective perspective as well everyone in the organization that you work for know even like the director yeah. of football who does the transfers he knows that as soon as if they sell and a new owner comes in i am not gonna be getting a yeah. salary here anymore why yeah. would i even like half-ass try even if it's not openly visible it's behind in behind your head you're like i wonder what's happening with the sale when yeah. are the new owners coming sorry just like slight ch- tangentially because i the depressing talk of united skill me the one yeah. thing, the, the most surprising thing in the last two weeks i think we all knew about it right is of course uh carlo ancelotti has been talking about Brazil, this, Brazil, that. But the fact that he's finally signed a contract for next year. So this yeah. is it. Mm-hmm. Like, that means it's officially, this is his last year. He's officially admitted it. Contract is out. Brazil national team have... I'm surprised, to be honest, that they've done this. Like, I... I is this... What do you guys think? Is this going to be good? Oh, is this going to be Brazil? bad? For Brazil, yeah. this is like... If you're Brazilian, you're thinking you're lucky stars because they finally hired the coach who's not a complete clown... It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Carlos is gonna be like actually giving them tactical guidance instead of fucking developing choreography with them <laughs> for every stupid goal. Yeah. So like they're K-pop stars. Uh, I think he's gonna so, retire after this, right? I feel like this is like the pinnacle of his career. Like he's done yeah, everything, and then this last thing at Madrid, his last like you know couple of years, I feel like he's reproven like Everton to Madrid. Then he won everything. Then he won the Champions League with Benzema. I feel like this is it. Like this is him wrapping up his career. Yeah, I think so it's his national yep. career is goodbye, and I think I think they now have a legit like since two thousand two. Once Ronaldinho and everyone got like old and drunk and not playing proper football, Brazil didn't have a shot to winning <laughs> since 2006. I would say with Carlo Ancelotti and proper selection of his team, I think he's going to make a proper selection. I think they have a real shot at the 2024 World Cup. It's yeah. crazy. I'm so yeah. impressed. Like on both sides, I was like, it's actually, but the real question is like, what do they do between now and then? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Because I keep seeing this. I'm like, it doesn't matter. There's nothing really happening between now and next year. Like there's yeah, no real tournament. Do... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, between now and then, nothing. But between now and 2026, they need to figure out the Neymar problem. Yeah, but the, the benefit is I, I, he has I'm time. I'm sure right? Neymar would want to be in 2026, but I don't think you should I don't think he, I don't think Ancelotti is going to take, take a... He has, uh, no, he no, has so, a yeah, so... But yeah. like, that's going to be a tough call to make because like, all oh, the Brazilians will be like, call. no, you have to take Neymar. No, but he's he's good, right? Because he's the outsider. He gets to come in and say, yeah. a fresh start for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, he doesn't have the bias and the weight of the whole nation giving him shit. So I'm like, Fair honestly, enough. one of the best moves. And also, by 2026, Fred is not going to be Brazilian anymore. I mean, he's going to be retired. <laughs> and, they're not gonna be... and also, you're not looking to sell. Thank God. Wow. When he sells, Did it trigger him, bro? I, oh, I think you missed the, the rumors. This was like an hour ago. They re-signed uh, McTominay and Fred like, There's for no another way. Roma, 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 <laughs> yeah. Roma were interested in McTominay. Just, they don't have enough money. Like, uh, yeah, Mourinho wanted, I... wanted his boy back. Yeah. Wait, forget yeah. that. Let's, let's <laughs> you know what's, what what's, I... what's turning out to be a spicy transfer? Wow. Uh, Milan getting Pulisic for like 20 mil. Yeah. 
Bro, I'm surprised. The Americans uh, are getting the American. Yeah, <laughs> of course. If I if I was like an American conglomerate, Wait, isn't, Milan, isn't Milan Chinese? No, they sold it years American. ago oh, to okay. Milan. That's, that's why they sold it to Tonali and are replacing yeah. it with some cheap player. I mean, and they just fired Maldini, and they they probably went to Maldini like we want to bring Christian Pulisic, okay. and Maldini was like. No, you are no. <laughs> like fired him. But you know what's crazy though? Like the, the truth is like Milan is about to make if they actually sign Pulisic, they they are literally going to get like at least like I mean they're going to get tens of millions of dollars just from the the extra media. They're obviously going to do preseason there. You know, like they're going to use the yeah. American stuff. It's like they're actually going to make a significant amount more. Yeah. Just because they signed to this useless winger. I mean, he's terrible to be honest. Like I don't think he's. You know who well, else offered? Yeah, Leon. He Leon offered it. And he said he turned him down. He, he turned Leon down. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He's like, oh, I would never go to Leon. I was like, bro, you haven't done anything in four years. What are you talking about? He only knows the English Premier League. That's why. I mean, even that he barely knows. From to be FIFA. Yeah, oh, he's useless. Okay, wait, for, forget that. Let Let me ask the real question. How yeah. was the land of the free, home of the moose and the bears? How was the trip, boys? It was good. It was quite fun. I mean, he ended up big left because he was the one. He was Wait, the one big traveling. Left. The first time going I was there? at home. Yep. No, I don't know. It was a great, no, no. great okay. trip. Here. I think it was. I'm, I'm going to pose it. I'm going to pose yeah. it in ways, and then I'm going to get KG to like affirm or deny. And because I, this is okay. Okay, so let me give you the context. Like, I went to Canada years ago when I was yeah. not went before when just I was a very boy. foreign. With just a little boy with my very foreign passport, and I had quite experience. And I now oh, I think passport. Yes. So oh. I always think about it in in categories. Okay. So Big Love, yeah. I'm going to ask you questions, and you're going to tell me your overall rating. Okay. First is process to enter Canada. I want like a quick summary and a rating one to five. One being terrible experience, five being easy experience. It was seamless. Like how was actually getting inside Canada? Well, I'll start with the. Um, let me start with the immigrate like visa process because getting into Canada once I once I was on plane was easy peasy the applying for visa was pain in the ass because their portal is terrible like it would log you out every five minutes so once I was done with like one form and saved it it was logged me out I had to go back in like no nowhere enough time and then uh, I had to go to some place uh they only they had to like register like months in advance because they didn't have spots. It was the same place where all the Hispanics coming to Florida registered for their American shit. So obviously they didn't have space. And then they went on a strike. So when I was supposed to get my visa back in like end of <laughs> April, start of May, I got it back in like end of May. So that was a pain in the ass. Like getting into that was easy peasy. Like flights were cheap. When I got to Toronto, it was like the immigration was super easy. Well, they, did they ask me. you anything? No, bro. They were like, they just looked at the passport, like, and that's it. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let me let me let me tell you my experience getting in. This is like years ago. This is why I'm like gonna do a like a comparison back and forth. Okay, so very different time. All right, so I took a bus from uh, where we all. Uh, went to school that general area i took the cheapest bow this is with our friend our mutual friend that you guys know so we took a fucking shitty greyhound across the border 
And of course, it's February, right? Who the fuck goes to fucking Canada to Montreal in fucking February? Well, so he went we, to Montreal, so that's different, you know. He it's different, to, right? But the yeah. other border. So like, I get there, and the guy, the border entry guy, goes like, "Oh, what do you guys?" And you guys know our, our spring breaks. If you guys remember, we're off yeah. the regular. Yeah. So it's yeah. early February. So I get there, and he's like, "Oh, like, what are you here for?" I was like, "Oh, uh, I'm on spring break and uh, here for vacation." And he kind of like does a double look. He's like, "Hey." You're here on vacation in February and being you're on spring break. Is, isn't that the wrong time of year? And I had to explain to this to be like, yeah, you know, I actually went to this different university that does it differently. And he was looking at me like I was a fucking alien because I guess I was a fucking yeah. alien to him. And then, thank God, our friend, mutual friend was behind us and he basically corroborated the story. He's like, oh, well, I guess, I guess enjoy Montreal and just stamp me and let me in. But I have never been. He looked at me like I was a fucking moron for coming to Canada in February to Montreal. Well, yeah, it's February, bro. When it's also <laughs> Montreal, Montreal is colder than Toronto. You know? Oh, yeah. my God. It's 10 dude. degrees colder. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, man. This was July. I had like a billion. I have like by now like a billion visas in my passport. Yeah, So that's it's true. like very hard to question why are you like, <laughs> I've always oh, been to point. all these places. That would yeah. have been my first actual real visa outside of like my US visa that was in my passport. Like literally those are the two only two visas. Wow, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Wait, how was okay, I always this is one that people never understand. How how did you get from the airport to our friend's house? Did you public Uber. transport? Uber. Oh, Uber. Was it easy? Yeah. I, people always are like confused. No, I'm like, guys, super Uber easy. works everywhere. Yeah, it's easy, it wasn't expensive. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, there's also public transfer. It's just, it was, yeah, there's, it was, there was a train which I considered, but he was like, no, Uber is fine. And then I looked up Uber price. It was like 30 Canadian bucks. So it's like, that's cheaper than like Orlando. Oh, so yeah. I, was, I yeah. definitely believe that. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God. Was it packed of the tourists? Yeah. The city? Yeah. Is oh, it really? It's July. That's why. I guess. Where do they come from? I generally don't understand. Everywhere. US, all of that. You know, there's like, the baseball stadiums and all that so people travel for the games and just the usual you know, there's a hockey full of hall of fame that Lemon said you hockey and didn't go in there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know where you guys did go so the real question is how was the concert oh, oh yeah amazing really? best concert i've ever been to you really missed packed? out yes it's pretty much with 18 year olds with 18 yeah. year olds yeah no 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 there are people of all <laughs> ages and races there don't be don't don't try to diminish this Okay, but yeah, okay. it was packed, man, and that was uh, day two of the concert too. What it was multi-day concert? Yes, yes. yes. Holy I looked shit. in their eyes. There was no soul behind those eyes. <laughs> uh -huh, this yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that as they sell out their concerts. Okay. Yeah, I mean, My real question is: did, did were there? Do you feel like there were people traveling for this? Like, did, like similar to Big Love here? Do people come in? Probably. To, like, this? I assume so, right? I'm not Probably. sure. Like, I don't know. It's kind because like. I think my take was in on Toronto was like it's very cosmopolitan. It's like it's smaller New York, but more like it's similar to New York in terms of like I feel like New York's one of the more international cities in US, and because of the immigration stuff Canada is doing, tons of foreigners in Toronto, especially like a lot of Asians. And honestly, I've seen a lot of Asians coming from Canada in just like business schools in US and just like. Uh, my work had a bunch of Canadian Asians. Interesting. So I feel like that helped a little bit because they are more likely to know K-pop than just a random Canadian uh, white dude, right? Yeah, fair. Like yeah. 
people like me who just stumbled into K-pop are like rare. <laughs> <Right. laughs> stumbled um, into K-pop. But okay, I, I'm always curious. Like, I think we all three of us are like obviously foreign as shit. And like we yeah. come to this. It's like, you know, like I feel like we felt it when we were in like Boston and stuff. Like we were explicitly foreigners, right? Oh, yes. when people talk about like Toronto and stuff and they're like, no, yeah. you feel welcome. You feel like the one place where it's like everyone is like you. So that's why I was like, that's why I wanted to ask you guys. I was like, did it feel like that? Or did you still feel like as when we were in Boston, when we were literally, we looked like aliens with blue it's skin. It's completely, completely fine. I open like a TaskRabbit application and I see three of my comrades trying to help <laughs> me out and do stuff. So no, it definitely felt fine. a lot more like, yeah, like just a bunch of people here. No one really cares who's from where. Um, dude, you can, we were sitting from across some Russians discussing their politics so it was like this yeah. fucking guys so it's um but uh yeah a lot of foreigners so like it's very toronto specific because i think everyone who's like moves to canada really kind of like they'll go to toronto first because yeah, that makes more spot. sense yeah. so it was pretty cool in that way and um yeah definitely like huge difference from florida for example yeah, from Florida. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no gators on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the comparisons you could have made on North no, no. America. Florida in terms of like ethnic, like international composition. Florida has internationals in like Miami, but it's just like Latinos. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like that is the landing position for them, like yeah. transitioning yeah. into North America, right? In many ways. Yeah. Or like outside of Mexico, obviously from South America to North America. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, so overall though, like, uh, rating like trip wise, what, what would you give it? Good ten trip. out of ten, of course. Ten it's out of ten. His favorite band. Yeah, he saw his favorite band. That's so wild. Oh my Bro, god! No, that show was actually like, like you guys like don't care, so it's like hard <laughs> to imagine. But like, first of all, people are losing their shit. Okay, just like the entire stadium, like screaming. Oh, yeah. They had the shit every time. Like this girl speak, and then they're like. They're like, like they're one of the top two like girl bands. So like they know how to entertain. It was like really good songs, really good. Like they were singing live. The dances were really well done. The costumes were really well done. The lightning and stuff was really well done. And they were like very good at engaging the crowd, especially like my favorite member. So it was like it was good, man. Like I like if you let said me like there's oh they, we're just gonna do another show again. I would have stayed for another three hours. <laughs> Because it was just, like, fun. Plus, like, I discovered some songs I didn't know from them. That are oh, now, like... Yeah, so... In his playlist. In his, in his playlist, playlist, bro. I've been banging those out. <laughs> Man. So good. This is, this, is, this is exactly when people talk about, like, visiting places. I feel like this is how I want to visit a place. Is like, fucking foreign takes go somewhere. I can't wait to make this live. You know, it's such a different experience. Like, when you go to an yeah. international city versus when we go to some bumfuck city in Massachusetts. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the point. But then, like, you need everything a reason to go. And, uh, concerts is like a really good reason to travel. That's a very good reason to go. I never thought about it. You know, like going for a concert is actually a very, very good reason to visit yeah. a place and kind of explore. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they're having another concert in Atlanta on Sunday, so can you uh, join him? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I have no desire, bro. I went to Atlanta once, and basically, uh, did I guys ever tell you guys about my business trip to Atlanta? Did I ever tell no. You guys? Okay, so... Didn't you eat a gator there? Isn't that what the experience No, no that was New Orleans. Well, we should talk about New Orleans next time. But okay, I'll give you a very quick version of Atlanta. So uh, I'm going there, like my team... Like I was going there representing my team. 
And then we had like clients there, like we had our business people there. And then I was part of this team. They're like, come out, help us to talk to the clients. So get land there. Belan is basically a different planet altogether. Very, very different. Let's just put it that. Let's just say people are black, but there's different kinds of blacks, right? You know, where there's foreign takes black and then there's like American. It was very different experience. But anyway, meet my two like coworkers who like are based out of there. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, let's grab some breakfast. We grab some quick breakfast. And they're like, oh, this is the office. And the office is exactly what you're the most stereotypical, boring, just like a cubicle style, just huge building. It's like this massive conglomerate that's like there. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, wow. So immediately I'm like, oh, this is going to be an interesting meeting. And as we're walking through the parking lot, they're like, oh, by the way, we told them that you're the PM of this team. Let me tell you, my friend, I was not the fucking PM of this team. <laughs> For the next six hours, they paraded me between cubicle to cubicle to all these users. And like, oh, this is the PM trying to make these people feel special. Bro, I could not wait to get the fuck out of Atlanta. It was like the worst experience. And all of them looked like dead in their eyes. You know, they're all in their cubicle. I'm like, yo, you've been behind this cubicle for 25 years doing this like Excel data entry. And it, it's this, literally, it's the same keys that they do. Like even you, when you look at their keyboard, the, the same keys are worn out because that's oh, the only Jesus. thing they've done. And it's the kind of stuff that, you know, you could use a macro or like automate or anything. Yeah. But instead, they just had this massive tower of people just sitting there. It felt yeah. like something from the Matrix. Man. Severance. Dude, it was severance. It was. And, then, and then I made a mistake, right? And then I was like, oh, let me take the, the public transport system from the hotel back to the airport. Of course, you know the South. There's no such thing as public transportation, right? Mm. Yo, yeah. man. Oh, my God. That subway, whatever, metro ride back mm. to the... I was like, bro, why the fuck did I move to America? What the <laughs> fuck is this? It's like years to move to Canada. We have a great system of public transport. This, oh my, this <laughs> is why when big levels like happy about it, I just got flashbacks of my trip to Atlanta. <laughs> it's so bad visiting these places. Yeah. Uh, no, no public chance, transport man. in South is just terrible. Yeah. I just don't so understand. You, car. you get a car. I, know. I don't want to get a car, man. Well, I feel like. Back home is different, right? I feel like there is public transportation, and the only reason it's shit is just because they don't invest in it, right? But it's actually usually faster than having your own car in many yeah. ways. Yeah. I mean, more reliable to Way more. Car. Bro, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. All right. So, uh, should I visit Toronto is the real question. Is that a yes for both sides? Yeah, we've been to Toronto. No, surprisingly. Oh, man, not. you're going to like it. I'm pretty sure you will. It's more uh, European than New York, cleaner, smaller. I live in the suburbs of New York, so it doesn't really feel like New York, to be honest. What, Toronto? No, no, where I live. That's what people always yeah. like talk about, how smell. Okay, that's the big thing. Does this smell in Toronto? No. 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 It's I'm pretty clean, honestly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Relatively so, it's, it's a New York a with city. A, it's a New York with a British spin on it a bit. So, do we agree? Have... Toronto is a foreign takes approved city. <laughs> Yes. Toronto is a foreign takes approved city. K-pop is a foreign takes approved genre of music. <laughs> uh, this is going to the list of foreign takes approved X Y Z. This is the first yes. one that's gone to the list of foreign takes. Yes. Um, all right. Let's make sure this segment is going to continue throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think yeah. um, I have like a very quick segment to end on to talking about football. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So based on signings so far, that we're going to set this to Premier League. Yeah. 30 mm. seconds each, based on the signing so far, who who has, uh, give me top four, based on signing top so four. far. Yeah, top okay. four. And uh, KG, I'm going to make you start. Big Lev, you're going to be next. And very quick, one, two, three, four. City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and I'm going to put United because 
<laughs> I think I think Newcastle with the Champions League is gonna be is gonna be Not difficult fair. for them to maintain the top four. Uh, yeah, I don't think, exactly. I don't think I don't think Chelsea are gonna be there. I think there's a longer job than we've forget that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. again, big love based on current signings and the current squads, top four. Like, yeah, I don't want to be boring, but like exact same top four. Uh, it just <laughs> yeah. What well, he, he got angry because we didn't name Arsenal at first. That's why he was like, "Well, got right." So, no, 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 bro, come on, yeah. this this. Bold fuck just won a treble and he's gonna get Guardiola and probably some like cyborg midfielder. By the way, he substituted Gundogan with the Kovacic, so he substituted Champions League winner with a Champions League winner. So I, I mean, I think Kovacic is not as good midfielder as Gundogan, but that's no, not gonna stop him. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, the system, bro, I don't okay. know. Like, I don't want them to win, but like. No one else makes sense. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the summer transfer window is long, and I've also made this biased decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not even yeah. gonna get on. No, I'm not gonna get that. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm asking now because I was like, based on every every two weeks, we're gonna do signings. We're gonna see the transition, and we're gonna keep a chart. And so the next time we're gonna see. Okay. And I think before the start of the season, we should do like a full table. Oh yeah, 100. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, What's yours? Okay. Of course, I think Arsenal is gonna t- top it by one point. City no. second. <laughs> I think then it's going to be Liverpool. Okay, by 10 no, points. no. I actually think it's going to be Liverpool, and I don't think it's going to be that far off from City. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like four or five points. I think next year is going to be the lowest points tally because, you know. And then lastly, I think fourth place. I'm really torn between those useless Spurs, United. Really? You're going to put Spurs there? What? But, what? Hold on, hold on. No. Hold on. But based on current signings, I think it's gonna be Newcastle in fourth. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna take it. Good shot, but like even to put Tottenham in that conversation. No, the Spurs, no, 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 no. Spurs are not making a top ten. No, 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 no. <laughs> guys. You heard it here on, first. We, we, yeah. we can't uh, alienate our Spurs. I can't I can and I will. Okay. I can't believe that you're even naming Spurs before you even put like a Brightner on Aston. Aston Villa is doing also amazing because they're both signing Paul Torres. They're signing Paul Torres. Based on current... And again, I didn't include them. I said number four will be Newcastle. Yeah, I don't have to jump down. Okay. Uh, I think we want to end on a good thing. You know, we said uh, Toronto foreign takes approved. I think we should start ending on foreign takes not approved list. And I think I have one. I don't know. You guys agree foreign takes not approved? The ball's fraud. Yes, that's the number one on the yeah. list. It's a long time shout out. I hope he, <laughs> I hope his hair grows and falls back out again. So he's, wow. he gets that heartbreak again. Yes. Oh my goodness. On yeah. that note, I'm losing bold my hair fraud. anyway. So yeah, bold fraud was. That's not how a good team plays in Champions League final. That's yeah. such a no. Just to be clear, bold fraud how, was how, Lukaku how, being on a diet plan away from losing that final. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you brought up way. Lukaku. You know what? Foreign takes approved Lukaku. I actually put him on their approved no. list. Just <laughs> no. Just entertainment no. value is so high of how stupid his IQ is that, you know, his football IQ. His actual IQ very high. No, no. Okay. Uh, boys, we're going to talk again in two weeks. Yes. Uh, listeners, we hope you guys stay warm wherever in the world you are and you don't drown or flood or whatever bullshit is happening where you live. Uh, See you again in two weeks. Yeah, Dion, if you're listening to this, let's get married.